Hi, this is Carl Joseph Leon from Charlie Bravo and Blah the Rush Tribute Band. You're listening to the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julie. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas Music Spotlight TMS Musicos. My name is Julian, and today we have a real special guest, uh, an old friend of mine, Carl Leon, Carl Joseph Leon. Uh, but first, let me tell you about a few things going on. Um, on Tuesday, March 14th, 2017, I'll be hosting a open mic at Bear Pub. That's B-E-X-A-R pub p-u-b and that's located at 114 brooklyn avenue 78202 that's an open mic at bear pub from six to nine on tuesday march 14th so if you're a musician get out there and play some tunes bring your axe i'll have a couple of guitars there and we'll just play some tunes and have a good time also the texas music spotlight uh, has been granted uh, press passes for the tejano music awards fanfare that's right, the Tejano Music Awards Fanfare down, located downtown Market Square from uh, March 16th through the, 9th, through the 19th. March, 9th, March 16th through the 19th, uh, 2017. We'll be back there talking to musicians, artists. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be asking probably some stupid questions. Uh, but again, if you're in town, you're in San Antonio, you can catch me there. You can catch me um, Tuesday, the 14th. At Bear Pub, and then this weekend I'll be randomly going to the the fanfare shows there downtown San Antonio. So with that, here's their radio spot for the fanfare. It's the biggest event of the year, the Tejano Music Awards Fanfare 2017, March 16th through the 19th at Historic Market Square. Over 150 Tejano bands from across the USA and Mexico. For more info, go to TejanoMusicAwards.com. All right, so that's right. March 16th through 19th, check that out. We'll be I'll be out there. Uh, randomly talking to me. If you have any any ideas for dumb questions to ask people down there, I'd love to hear them. Just drop us an email and let me know what you want me to. I was going to ask, like, um, what's your favorite taco? Why does that guitar have six strings? Something stupid. Sometimes I don't know. It just depends. I'm going to kind of feel it out and see what happens when I get there for the um, the fanfare. All right. Now, the first, this guest today on the podcast is Carl Leon. He's an old, dear friend of mine from many, many years ago. And I think we, we actually met back in uh, 90 or 91. And we talk about his transition into Tejano music. Um, his time in college, some uh, some crazy stories on the road with Emilio, some cool stories. I mean, I literally just sat here and I wanted to hear him tell a story because I used to enjoy that when we, when we were traveling together. So I'm not going to waste any more time. You know our social media stuff. Uh, be sure to listen to my son's uh, Texas Music Spotlight episodes. Also, his Nerdy Things podcast is out there. Check that out as well. Uh, so here's our interview, my interview with Carl, Leon, Carl Joseph Leon, guitar player. Uh, he's played with you know, Patsy Torres, Chelilares, and most notably with uh, Emilio Novaida, and he's got his new Rush tribute band, and we'll talk about that too. Uh, he's also a guitar player for Charlie Bravo. So anyway, here's the stuff. We'll talk about all that good stuff with him. I uh, hope you like it. Here's Carl Joseph Leon. We're here with Julian Escobedo. Thank you. Yes, yes. Good to be here. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm having fun with this mic here. Those of y'all that know me know I don't sound like this, but 
<laughs> I, I definitely don't sound like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like the way it sounds in the headphones? I love it. <laughs> is it is it loud enough for you? Way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> for a deaf guy, that's okay. <laughs> that's what my son was telling me. He was helping me test it. He goes, it's loud. I said, it's okay. He's deaf like me. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's because one set, well, one set of ears. One ear has faced the drums for years. Like I, I prefer stage right. So the drums are on my left. <laughs> on, your, on your deaf ear or your good ear? Well, that's why it's the deaf ear. <laughs> Go to the other side, you get the other one deaf. And be I have my amp on that side, so I can hear my amp perfectly, and the drums are tuned down. <laughs> All right, well, we can get to the... Um, we've been <laughs> friends for many, many years. Uh, I know growing up, you were uh, your dad played, right? Yeah, I played trumpet with uh, Paulo Lisondo, Felix Solis, uh, Mariachis, and the later part of his career and he taught career. too right he he taught at school he was a band director from 64 to 74 so i grew up seeing the band instruments at, at home and i remember a drum it was probably a snare drum but i was like so small i was like crawling on the drum and i remember the skin was torn on it um but yeah looking back that was a snare drum but it was huge you know and when when did you start playing oh man anything any instrument my parents put me in piano lessons when I was younger. I want to say maybe six, maybe eight. And I stayed on, like, book one for years. I, I had, like, You're no, still on book one. <laughs> I'm still on book one, yeah. I, I had, like, no goals at all musically. Did you want to or did no, you kind of No, no, no. My, my parents, it was just something they, they did for me. Or, because or dad me. was a musician. Right. And, and I guess they thought, you know, let's get him cult, some culture and, and get him in lessons. Um so I did that for years with no goals. Um, wound up playing guitar through the Parks and Recreation. Um, I was going to look up my teacher, Gary Botello. I, I don't know if, uh, what he's doing now or, or what. What age was that when you started playing guitar? I'm not too sure. I, I want to guess about 8, 9, or even 10. And um, again, did you picked it up or they gave it to you? They gave it to me, I guess. Okay. Did yeah. your dad play guitar? No. So you just... No. It was just there. It was just kind of thrown my way. But... Then, um, did, did you did you start learning that on your own? Like, not because... Not in classes or anything like that? No, just in classes. But... Okay. I, I was into the Beatles songs that uh, Gary was showing me. That inspired me. And then I went off to a church retreat. And I took my guitar, and you know, just to have it there. Right. And these guys there formed a band, and they asked me to sit in. And I was like, wow, you know what? I, I can hang with these guys. And it was so much fun. I came home and I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> about 10 um, years old? Uh, no, no, no. This was already by age 16. Oh, okay. So, so you're, I, I spent years, you know, yeah. just... <laughs> Messing around with it and then not doing anything. Do right. And then you got... No goals. And then I got inspired, <laughs> finally. <laughs> well, you found cats that were playing stuff you liked, right? Yeah. We were doing Beatles songs. I just played rhythm at that um, church retreat and... It was just so much fun to just be on stage and and do something. I don't even want to say musically because I, right, you know, prior that to age. that, I, I had no no goals. You know, just well, something I did. I was freaking out because some of the guests we've had before started like seven. Ernie was gigging at seven, you know, as a DJ, but you know, still playing. And, yeah. and a lot of these cats started real early. I didn't start music through a band program till I was eleven, and that was like baritone horn. You know, yeah. I never, I didn't pick up a bass till I was fifteen. 
you know, and so I did play trumpet in middle school. Okay. Yeah, so I was doing the the band. So you had some piano, guitar, band. trumpet. Yeah. Did you go through the high school thing with trumpet? No. You no, got out? Nothing musically in high school <laughs> except <laughs> my own. <laughs> and was was that because of your parents to get in band program, or is that something you wanted to get out of gym? I wanted to be an ROTC, so I yeah, I wanted to get out of gym. <laughs> when I found out we all had to shower in front of each other, I was like, uh, uh, I'll play, no. I'll play, this, I'll play this trumpet. <laughs> No, well, that's when I did ROTC. Oh, you did ROTC yeah, in high school and you got out of band. Like, oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> well, I got out of PE is what I got out of. Yeah. Well, you uh, stopped band, but you didn't want to. I never did band. Oh, I thought you played school. trumpet in middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Middle school. So was when a, you transitioned. Well, middle school when you was went a private to... school. Okay. So there was no PE. Nobody showered in front oh. of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a whole different world going to high school. What? Shower in front of people? What? Other what the guys? Heck? They're going to see me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who would have thought later on, years later, be showering at, <laughs> together with other guys in the at the arenas? On the, on the, <laughs> on the tour the bus? Yeah. <laughs> hey, close the door. <laughs> Sean Zambrano says, Zambrano says hi to both of us on Facebook Live. If you're on Facebook Live, feel free to ask questions for Carl Leon. He has a uh, long history of Tejano music and doesn't do it anymore, I believe. You don't do any Tejano, right? No, no. Uh, long history of Tejano music, and we'll get into the bands he's played with in just a bit. But welcome all the Facebook Live people. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. They will be on the podcast, so go ahead and ask away. Um, so in high school, you're playing, um, you're in ROTC, you're playing with your, your first band. When did you become so badass? Well, geez, thanks. <laughs> um the first band was Latin Sound. Uh, it was one guitar. And I remember they didn't want distortion on the solos too much. And I think that's because I didn't have a good distortion pedal. You're still in high school? This was high school, yeah. yeah. Um, Edward Doris saw me playing one day at school, and he asked if I would join the band. And Latin Sound were brothers. There were eight brothers, and two of them were in the band and formed the band. Um, what kind of music? A little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. I think they called it international back then, but it was just like the Spanish stuff, you know. Um, right. Some cumbias. Not really Tejano, though. Did so. you did you listen to any Tejano growing up? No, I didn't. Nothing. No. Was it more like the <clears throat> the stuff your dad listened to? Because your dad was uh, mariachis and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just heard that stuff. So you, in high school, you weren't into Tejano music? No. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying because right around high school is when I first got introduced to Tejano music. You, right, know, you went to right, the Quinceaneras, right. they had all the, you know, Bandango and all the bands that right. played Tejano music. And, and so. I did hear that stuff. Right, but you didn't, you, know, you didn't, like, I wasn't into it. Like buy the CDs or anything. You know, it, it's funny because I used to make fun of it. Going, puncha, 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 it's, you know? it's still puncha. puncha. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at some point I stopped making fun of it and that was my living. <laughs> um, yeah, I just took like a backward approach to this. And actually, Skipping a few steps here, it was you and Bobby that kind of, I don't want to say drug me into this. <laughs> <laughs> it's our fault. <laughs> well, no, but that that was good. I mean, you cats, you and Bobby were, were great. Y'all were tight. Y'all were sharp. Y'all were developed already musically. Well, let's go up to that. You are with this band in high school. Okay. Were you, did you stay with them through the end of high school? Yeah. Uh, when I took off to A&M, uh, right after high school, I left that band Went up to A&M, 
took my guitar, never studied at A&M, so that didn't work out. <laughs> never studied with your classes, right? <laughs> right, right, right. I wound up staying at, at my place, uh, playing guitar, looking at my Rush poster. And, you know, I can't for the life of me remember who gave me this Rush poster that I had in my bedroom. But that, and, and something like that stays with you, right? Like, yeah. I love that poster. Who who the hell gave it to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that guitar that Alex Lifeson is playing in that poster, I'm I'm making a copy of. Yeah, I've seen I, that I on just Facebook. Post, yeah, I just posted a copy of that. So yeah, I just saw that. It, it stayed with me, and I have no idea who gave me that poster. So coming back from college, uh, obviously you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't take. <laughs> it, didn't, no. it didn't take. No. <laughs> Coming back from college, what, what what did you did you did you join another band or you just uh Let me see. When did we meet? I don't even remember when we met. Infinity was the band that I think I hooked up with after I came back. And you were in Infinity, you were on your way out and I was on my way in for the bass spot. And that's when we met. And we started doing the four track stuff at your house. Yeah. Remember that? You still yeah. have some of that? I I've got it's, some tapes. In the garage, I think I still have the actual four track tapes. Yeah. I just don't have a four-track I've, player. I've got some, too. <laughs> They're in the garage. And I, I, just, I have a box full of tapes with the stuff we've done. Uh, Chris Perez came over one time and, and did yeah. some, we, him singing Cinderella and Poison with George Garza. You got to pull it out. Gra- I know I want to. He, I keep threatening him. I'm going to pull it out. He says, no, you better not. <laughs> but I have stuff like that and even the stuff we did. Um, no, he didn't say like that. He would say more like, hey, be cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So you hooked up with Infinity. I was on my way out. You were now you're, you're you're coming in as a bass player. Did you you didn't play bass? Did you? You had the Yamaha bass, right? I had the Yamaha bass. Um, I bought that for the band. Um, oh, yeah, it was just kind of all the same, you know, guitar, bass. So we didn't really jam together until Patsy's band. Well, the oh, four, okay. the four track, the four track, we yeah, yeah. That was like the first stuff we did, and then Patsy needed somebody. And that's okay. when you and Bobby were. I turned y'all down like twice. Yeah, I yeah, I remember that. I was like, "No, I'm in school. I'm in school. I'm, I'm, gonna. I'm happy then, here with Infinity." Yeah, and then <laughs> which I was, you know. But um, finally, the the third time, I thought, "Okay, let, let's go ahead and do this." So you went with uh, from Infinity, uh, uh, real quick. Hector says hi. Adriel Romita says hi. Jesse Flores is here. Hey Emil- guys, Emilito's here. Hey, Rudy Perez. Uh, who else is here on Facebook Live? Lots of people coming in. Hello to everybody. If you have any questions for Carl or I, go ahead and post them, and they'll be on the podcast. So you're you're joining Patsy's band, and I remember at the time, Patsy was like, "That was the place yeah, to be, yeah. right?" Yeah, I, we were we were proud to say we were, you know, getting in her band. Because I I went from uh, Shelley's band into Patsy's yeah, band. That's right. And I, was, I did it the other way around. I went from you Patsy's, Patsy's band to Shelley's to Shelley. band. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Because at the time, Shelly was still starting out, and she had the one album out. And at that time, it was it was a step up a little bit because Patsy was gigging. Right. And, I mean, Shelly was too. But I, I think it's, at the time, it just paid better. <laughs> it yeah. was just a matter of that. So our time with Patsy, uh, that's when we had all three of us, right? Me, you, and Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> We had a lot of good times together. Musically, it was it was a learning experience. You guys were sharp. You guys were already developed. I was still developing. So you, so. Don't, you don't feel like you did. You were ready. I mean, I mean, going into Tejano music is that what you did? You kind of settle in because it it paid and it was. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because um, I know we both grew up on rock, and it's kind of our our love is in rock and roll. Right, right. And, and when I'm talking about developing, I'm talking about, like, understanding uh, chord structures. Right. I mean, you guys are quick. Y'all hear a song one time, and boom, you guys are ready. And if I had to hear it twice or three times, like, come on, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we'll get into some of that later with the... Uh, uh, with with Emilio's band, uh, Emilito said Billy Sheen and Steve Vai of Tejano. <laughs> <laughs> they were the fat versions now. <laughs> 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 so that helped you develop, and I think uh, even even guys like uh, and I was talking to this with some of the other guys, how guys like uh, Kike and Dimas, who had those real nice changes Very over nice. over a simple progression, would throw in those nice inversions and, and when and I, when I first got in with Patsy. I thought that's what I was going to have to play. And I remember James Morgan telling me, no, 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 don't play that. That's old school. And I was so relieved, you know, like, okay, good. I don't have to play that. But but that's the stuff, you know, that's the sheet to play, you know. That's, yeah. That's, that's the hano, you know. Yeah. That so. that jazz influence right. in, in, right. inside of that. Um, so with and, – and from there you went into – from Patsy's band into Shelley's band. Right. And you had a, a long run there with you, didn't you? Yeah, and I went back to Patsy's band and then back to Shelley's band. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's why it seemed like a long run. <laughs> and during that time we, we still kept in touch, right? Yeah. Because what was I doing? I was Innocentia. Innocentia, RDV. Yeah, Artie. Some of the other bands. And then and, and obviously to the main the, to the main point is uh probably the, 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 the highlight of both of our careers, I think. Um, joining Emilio's band, and yeah. Part and of that was they approached you first. No, they didn't. They approached you first. I wound up in the band first, but they approached you because of the RDB. I think Raul was managing. Well, Raul, yeah, Raul for two so years. Ralph told me you wrote me a letter. You wrote me, hey doggy, let's do this bus eighteen wheeler touring. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, and and I've got that letter somewhere. <laughs> what? Unless I threw it away accidentally. But wait, um, wait, I wrote you a letter. You wrote me a letter. Yeah, there was no email, no internet, <laughs> no texting. <laughs> Did I send it by mail or I gave you it were, to you? You were no. Uh, you you mailed it. No no smoke signals. <laughs> oh yo. <laughs> hey yo. Um, so yeah, I got that letter and I thought, okay, let, let's do this. And then Raul said, hold off. And then a few months later, a year later, whatever it was, he got me in the band. And it wasn't for like eight months that you got in the band. Well, yeah, because Ralph had told me for two years, because I was already helping out in the studio. I'm yeah. going to get you in the band, dog. I'm going to get you in the band. I was like, all right. And it's like, oh, how how do you say it? Hey, dog. I'm going to get you in the band, hey, dog. doggy. <laughs> I'm going to get you in the band, I, I, think, I think he's in the room watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ralphie. Um, so he told me for two years. And then when you got in, I was like, "Shit, man!" I was <laughs> like, "Come on, you got Carl in." Hey, but you know what? I'm I'm glad I had that time with uh, Kike and George, right? Because I learned, I learned a little bit from Kike, and I learned a lot from George, and I, I learned this little cool kick from George. George is this great little kick. Man. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll still do that kick, but it's like every I'm once in a while, remember, yeah. take some you work, still, take some work to do that. You still kick, do it now with the Rock. Uh, the the kick every <laughs> once in a while because it's work <laughs> takes a lot out of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so joining Emilio's band, what what year did you join? Because I I came in in ninety four. So you came in in ninety three. Ninety four. 
I was Jan- I believe my first gig was Dallas, January twenty fourth. If somebody checks the calendar, that might be the Friday. Okay, so you came in in January. January I, I came in like August, August or September. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember your first gig with him? That's what I'm saying. January twenty fourth. It was up in Dallas. Uh, I forgot the place, but I remember it was packed. And I'll tell you what, we had always talked about all oh, the big gigs, the big bands, right. and all. And then there I was with Emilio. No rehearsal. I mean, up until that day, I didn't know if I had a gig or not. You know, it was just so laid back. Hey, show up. Here we go. We got on stage, and I remember we were behind this black curtain. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then Mark starts playing. <laughs> he kicks <laughs> off. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know the title. That's yeah. all. Uh, shit. Da, 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 da. shit. I don't know either. That was, that was the first <laughs> song of the night. So the keyboard kicked off, and it's like, wow, okay, this this is going down. And then as soon as the, the song starts off, the curtain drop, pyro shooting everywhere. I mean, it was great. It was really great. <laughs> and the place was packed from the stage all the way to the back with people watching up front. You know how usually up, it's right. just the people up front watching and the right. people in the back doing their thing? This was people packed all the way to the back. That was exciting. Yeah, because my, actually my first gig with him was in Dallas, too. Oh, at wow. uh, Texas Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's the, right. For I the remember Dallas that. Cowboys uh, pep rally or something like that. And then and the next day was Reno. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Lake Tahoe. Lake. Okay, there you Lake go. Lake Tahoe. Okay. And uh, well, they called me. I did the Sound Life on Wednesday night because George couldn't come in, so I did. I went and recorded some parts for him. Right. I wasn't right. in the band, but I recorded the parts, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was that night. I came home, and I got the call. I said, "If you want the gig, you start this Friday." And I was like, holy shit. And that's when I went to your house and your dad was, right. was you helping You came us. over Thursday night because Thursday I had to go get fitted for jeans and the shirts and stuff like that. Johnny, met with Johnny Casillas. Wow. And then Thursday night you came over and went over to songs with me and we flew out Friday morning. Nice. And I remember getting to the airport in Dallas. With, they had limousines. And we got in the limousine and Albert looks at me and goes, don't get used to it. It's not like this all the time. <laughs> Thanks, though. Keep it real. I was like, oh, I don't care. And then you were there at Texas Stadium with, you know, Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman. It's just yeah. like, holy shit. Was that the gig where Mark was Emmett, saying, Emmett, 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 Emmett. Emmett never did turn around. <laughs> Hector Motomochi says, Carl ate a lot of taquitos here in Mexico. <laughs> the taqueros miss him a lot. <laughs> Oh, hey. Lito said the name of the song is No Quiero Nada Contigo. No, yeah, no that's right. No Quiero Nada Contigo. Okay. Uh, Hector asks you a question. What's your most memorable show? And I'll get to the second part in a bit. What's your most memorable show? Okay. If I just, without thinking, think of a gig, it would be the first gig. Uh, and maybe the Astrodome. Yeah. 66,000 people there, right? 60-something. I saw the numbers the other day. It was 66,000. That was exciting. Holy shit, yeah. You know, I would would say the same thing because my most memorable, whenever I talk about it, I always talk about that first weekend because it just blew me away. I'm 24 years old, and it's like, holy shit, you know, and then after just the ride, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always that first moment of that first weekend is like holy shit this is it you know (laughs) and the astronaut was amazing too the second part of hector's question what do you miss most of the uh of those days you know this is bad but i would have to say the freebies (laughs) you know i mean we we got the free wrangler jeans the tony llama boots the jeans uh wrangler shirts the i I got the buckle free once in a while the the hats hats. Yeah. I, oh, you know what? Yeah, with, without thinking, I would say also the rodeo was another one. The first rodeo we did, um, 
that here in town? We each, yeah, we each yeah. got Stetson hats, and each one of us had a, a personalized hat. You weren't there for That's that one. That's right. I remember that. And we had the hats inside of it, specially made for Carl Joseph right. Leon, specially I mean, made for Albert You guys told me Gassin about that. I was like, son of a bitch. And we were just so pumped up that we were doing the rodeo. And then, you know, okay, throw the hats out. We threw the hats out, and it's like, hey, wait a minute. That that hat is gone now. <laughs> so I don't know. Somebody's got the hat out there. It might have been trashed. Wouldn't it be nice to find it? Yeah, it would be. That'd be awesome. Would be. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the second part of Hector's question? Today? That was it. What you missed most of the day? Most yeah, most oh, of those days. I, I was talking about the freebies. Um, Emilio got me some guitars over the years, and then we hooked up with Gibson. Right. And Emilio took care of us. I mean, he was a he was a great boss. He was a cool guy. Uh, we come in from out of town. And instead of just running from the bus inside to Raul's house, and he'd go over there, and like I'd be getting out to open the gate, and Emilio would say, "I got it, Carly." He would call me Carly. Yeah, you know. So he would say, "I got it, Carly." He'd go open the gate. He could have just gone in and yeah, gone to bed. And he didn't. Um, All the little things. We got some notice. Gibson guitars, and and my first guitar was a Gibson. My dad took me to Music Makers, and I got a Gibson three thirty five Studio Black model that I don't have anymore. I was going to ask you if you still have. No, but I do have all my Gibson guitars that Gibson gave us. Really? Yeah, I still have. I those. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you bad boy! You're so bad. I, I traded it in, <laughs> and I don't have that bass either. <laughs> yeah. I've I've wanted to, but uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out. Lisa keeps telling me. That I should hang on to those, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do that. Most memorable time. I, I can't imagine the the whole. I the Switzerland trip yeah. always blew me. Away. I mean, it's just something I always talk about too, as well. Even even going to Canada, and I always tell the Canada story with Ralphie. Ralph's Canada story. <laughs> oh, that oh that story. <laughs> but I want to get Ralph on here to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll save it. We'll save it for Ralphie. But even Switzerland, what what do you remember? You know, I remember most about you with, in Switzerland was when <laughs> the motorcycle. <laughs> Tell that story. Well, okay, I I rented this motorcycle in Switzerland, and didn't you our, just like our, just get your license and you were happy? About yeah, that? yeah. And Oscar wound up taking a ride with me for like many miles and i thought you know what this, this is good practice having a having a big guy. a big guy he was a road manager at the time yeah yeah and ha- having this big guy on the back of the bike you know and going through the city and moving <laughs> so the night that i was taking the motorcycle back to the rental place you know we both have our helmets on and and, and i yelled to ozzy we, we called oscar ozzy i yelled to ozzy hold on okay and he didn't hear you, right? <laughs> oh, of course not. We both have our helmets on. <laughs> you know, it's the open road. So I give it the gas, and I, you know, out of the corners of my eyes, I see these feet <laughs> coming up slowly. <laughs> and immediately, I, I recognize what was going on. This guy's starting to fall back, you know? So I cut the gas, and those feet went down. Boom. And it hit your back. <laughs> well, when he came up, no, no, no. It wasn't that he hit me from coming back up. He slapped the crap out of my helmet. And he was a football player. Potite high. Potite high. He came back up. Did he tell you something? Yeah, he was He was like, fucker, I was so scared. I was so scared I couldn't say anything. But, you know, that image of those feet coming up and then the feet shoot down and... It, it kind of spooked me out that wow, right. you know, what, what if you'd have fallen off? Right, but, it's, it's funny to think about it, but yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, a quick, and I'll get back to some of those. Oh, and, st- and, and <laughs> in Switzerland, um, after one of the shows, 
I, w- I talked with Billy Ray Cyrus, and I wish I had pictures. I was never one to take pictures. Right. And, well, none and, of us were, I don't think, at the time. It was a hassle back then because you well, have to take the, a camera and but, go get but, the film developed. But at the same time, it was like it was almost normal to be around him. It right. became normal. Right. But like, I, I talked with Billy Ray Cyrus for about five minutes, which is a long time. Right. Just the two of us and a bodyguard. And that was neat. And I forgot what we talked about. I think I just told him what we were up to. I don't even remember seeing him. Honestly, yeah, I don't remember seeing him. He was on the bill, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody else too. Another a girl singer, right? I don't, I don't remember. I don't there remember. was. I, I remember there was some guy that they were saying sounded like Hank Williams. Okay. Paul Paul Bryant is that? I don't like know. That? I don't know. I I I remember. I remember getting to Switzerland and thinking like the the weather was badass. Remember when we went to the top of the mountain? The, the, I rode up there. Remember when we, <laughs> I rode up there on that motorcycle. <laughs> okay, so we'll get back to some 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 story right now. Milita wanted to know how did y'all come up with those riffs, and what's y'all's favorite favorite riff we we wrote for Emilio. I know one of them for Gavate. I just did the chord. And every note of the chord, I went into it chromatically. Right, as arpeggio. Yeah. And so I think, Julian, you came up with a lot of the of the licks. I don't... I feel you came up with the licks, and I came up with chord structures. I, I, Whenever well, Raul was humming stuff to us. I and I think with, with the licks, it was always like, let's try this, and together we kind of refined them and made it work. Yeah, and, and I, was, I, I was following you on those. You were... You were leading, and some parts I was doing harmonies, and you would get mad at me and say, "You're hey, doing a harmony." That's my note. <laughs> yeah, that and, was a common thing. That's and, my note. What <laughs> and I've talked about this with other people. I said, "Me and Carl used to butt heads a lot in the studio because." But it was a good butting head. It wasn't because like, because you knew it wasn't theory. a fight. Right, right, right. But you knew theory, and I wasn't a theory guy back then. You knew you knew more about because you knew the chords. You a knew little, about how things bit. worked. Yeah, but and I wasn't nothing like that. I was strictly a field player, and I said, "When I, whenever we got together and we created something." It was always me based on feel, and you were you were saying, "Well, technically that shouldn't work," you know. And I always I always say, "Well, make it work." I don't know what's you know I don't know what's going on. Where well, you always Michael had Morales the, told us one time that there was a note like no no no, and I was like yes yes yes. It's on a, <laughs> it's on a Van Halen album. That's where I'm I'm drawing from from with that. Um, yeah, I mean stuff works even if it doesn't. Right, technically work. Right, you know? and I used to teach my students that too. I said, yeah. "Look, this is the box we live in with music." Don't be afraid to break those rules sometimes. Right. You know, you can do that. Uh, even in the creative process, I think uh, uh, I, I talked about this too. Some of the stuff that we got with Raulito that he would give us. And I was like, I don't know how we came up with some of those songs based on what we were given. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would sing his part and it's like, I don't know where it's going. Well, that, that's where I was telling you. I feel like I took us on the chord right. thing and, and you took us on the lick avenue. Um, there was one song, and I can't remember the song, but I purposefully tried to stay away from like the third chord, or I tried to stay away from the fourth chord completely. You know how you have the primera segment, right, 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 right. So I purposefully tried to stay away. I think it was the fourth chord. Hold on, Carl's phone is going know. off. Oh, it's the guy painting my guitar. I get Go back. Go ahead, with you can take it. Nah, I, I get back with it. <laughs> He's probably calling me to tell me that uh, he has it's broken. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I, I dropped it. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, some of the stuff we did back uh, on the albums, it was always uh, back and forth, give and take, chord changes. Got to remember this is Tejano music, and it's it's 
I've said it before on, on a couple other podcasts. It's a working man's music. It's it's meant to be danced and enjoyed. It's right. not meant to be so complicated. I mean, right. lyrically and even musically. Uh, but just the, the hardest part, I think, for, for me when I was going into the studio was to try and be original. And I know, I don't know about you, but I I try not to listen to Hana music because I didn't want to be influenced by right, right, something right. that's already out there. And uh, I don't know what you're... What you're you're, when you went to the studio, how did you go approach it? Uh, just follow the other guy. <laughs> you know, I don't think I had an approach to going in. Um, it was very, very loose because we'd always just kind of go in there and Raul you know, would hum stuff, and, and Mark, you Mark know, was there. And Raul always amazed me. We'd go in, lay a song down, listen to the playback, and like you know. Come like mid verse, Raul's asleep and snoring. Okay, <laughs> the song ends, the playback ends, and then Raul picks up his head, and he would always say like, "Hey, doggy, what was that shit on the, on the second chorus?" <laughs> like the guy was asleep. I mean, literally, Raul yeah. produced in his sleep. <laughs> And that's a compliment. I'm, you know, that that was amazing. But that always freaked me out that he was snoring. He was out, but he was taking it in. He was in the yeah, zone. Yeah. You know, that was what he constantly. That was what he he thought. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he the the song would stop. And hey, what was that shit in the second chorus? <laughs> I have a question from Sean Zabrano. Uh, who thought of the arrangement for Tesiovian and Amidios? That was that was all Michael. Right? That was Michael Morales. Yeah. I'm sure. That was before. That was before both of us. That was right? before both of us. Yeah. yeah, but it was so fun to play those songs. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was a story I wanted to get to that I don't think many people know about. Was uh, do you remember where this where this was at in California? The um... oh my god, <laughs> is this on the water? Yes. <laughs> the uh, what it was it was jet skis. The jet skis. It was in Northern California. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were at like a, a resort, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. It was a real nice resort, and it was, wasn't it your idea to get on there? Because I didn't want to get on there. Yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I almost drowned us both. <laughs> um, we, we get on these jet skis, right? And Julian's in the back. There I am with the well, bigger, bigger guy were, in the back. You right? were Just already like the motorcycle. You, you had already gone out a few times, hadn't you? And you kept egging me on to get in there, get on there. And that, I finally said, right. and I was I'm like, all right, fine, I get on. <laughs> So Julian has these brand new white sneakers on. Julian gets on the jet ski. He's with, sitting with, he's sitting with his sneakers. Because I thought, look, Carl didn't get wet. He's been out a few times. He didn't get wet at all. <laughs> so, so Julian gets on the jet ski, and the jet ski tilts over a little bit, and his foot gets wet. That was the least of no, we, it. We, we totally just flipped, didn't we? And you got back. I, I tried. We we couldn't get you centered on the jet ski. So I thought, okay, okay. Wait, no, no. We we flipped over once. And we tried to well, get on I, again. I, you know, first I thought, okay, get on. Just however. Once I take off, we'll be okay. Right. Well, just we took off, but we never straightened out. Did we go in like but a semicircle? We flipped over. We we turned the jet ski over completely, and Julian is just sitting in the water. <laughs> You get back on. You kept telling me to come back. I said, "No, just go on without me." And some guy came over and helped. No, it was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. 
but Jules is like totally I, exhausted right. trying to get I couldn't get, get up out. on the jet ski. <laughs> no, I couldn't get out of the water after that because you took off and I couldn't get out of the water because I'd wasted all my energy just trying to <laughs> stay afloat, <laughs> keeping my fat ass afloat. And some girl had to help me and pull me out. <laughs> she said something too, right? <laughs> She she said she made remember. a comment. I don't remember. But it it was funny because after all this, <laughs> it took like three attempts to finally get going. And after all this, Petey Bada is back there just laughing hysterically. And then I go out with him, and guess guess what we do? <laughs> Needless to say, with the Switzerland motorcycle and the California jet ski. Carl is a horrible uh, rider, <laughs> driver for taking yeah, people. Yeah, you know what? I, that just dawned on me. I think you're right. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, you know, Lisa and I rode a jet ski in Cancun, and I didn't flip her. So maybe it's just you big guys. Well, wait, Petey's Pete smaller. Well, Petey was I, still smaller back then. Oh. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was! But I remember Petey was laughing hysterically yeah. when he saw. Us. I can imagine. Yeah, it must look fucking funny out there. There was there was some guy also that made some comment about us. Too. Somebody we didn't know, you know. Just okay. I have to ask. Uh, I used to ask this on the on the old podcast uh, last year when we did the first season about embarrassing moments. Uh, you know, I've fallen. Oh yeah, you know, I've fallen on stage and off stage. What are your embarrassing moments? I don't have any. <laughs> None that I can remember, but now that I'm getting older, uh, playing with Charlie Bravo, playing with the rock band, I'm thinking, okay, it's coming. It's, oh, you know what? I, I almost fell at one gig. I was playing my, my Les Paul Custom, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I, I was tripping on something. I thought, okay, I'm going down. I put my shoulder out, ready to land. <laughs> And I fell against the house PA that was set up behind us. And that kept me from falling all the way down. And I thought, you know what? If I'd have fallen with that guitar, that would have been a, a loss. So that's when I started using like cheaper guitars. Like I went, <laughs> I went and bought a Chinese Les Paul copy. That's always been my theory is buy cheap shit. And if someone steals it, who cares? Right, you right, know? right. That, that's what I'm thinking. I always about. feel uncomfortable when I had like the, the Tobias and the, even the, the Gibson uh, Thunderbird. I always felt... That, that you don't have anymore? Yeah, neither of which I have neither. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I never felt comfortable. I was always worried about it, you know? But when I have my old Kramer bass, I'm like, yeah. I care less. I mean, I mean right, now right, I wouldn't right. want to lose it, but back then it was still only a few years old, so... Um, <laughs> I can't think of it. The jet ski thing. <laughs> I'm I'm sure if you talk with Duke Duke uh, our, our singer, he would probably tell you. Oh yeah, yeah what, I can't what, what about the time this? You yeah, know, embarrassing I can't, thing? you can't think of anything embarrassing. That's... I really can't. Um, Do you have a favorite song uh, from that era? Emilio, uh, well, yeah, Emilio they on the Emilio. Uh, out of all the albums we did, that we were that we were part of arrangements. Okay, I was going to say Como, but I wasn't part of that one. Como is great. That was such a good song. So fun to play. We kick it off with a two count. One, two, da da da. Yeah, and it was always sketchy. Yeah, everyone said that one. It was like, oh, two. Right, right, right. Something that we did, it's kind of just all gone into a blur. I'll throw one at you. How about the Wapango? To me, that was always fun to play. I don't even remember that. The. They had the. Were you on that one? I don't even know if you recorded that one, or any. I think any of Pete's podcasts were 
were pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, we, that was we one were, we opened up with like a country lick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a country lick on Bajo. Yeah. I had the low B. We had that one lick going down in fourths. Right, That one kicked my ass. Yeah, that was good. I remember in several cities... Guys would ask us about that. What did what did y'all play on that, guys? You know, it, it's just a jazz thing going down in. in and that courts. was your like, yeah. Because I remember learning it. And I was like, fucking Carl. Damn it. <laughs> hey, but it was a good leg. It was a great leg. Yeah. I just sucked at it. <laughs> no, you you nailed it, Doug. You no, nailed it. Um, not even. I don't think the recording is perfect. Cause it's like, oh. There was one band in New Mexico that opened for us, and they they played that song, but they didn't they didn't do the lick right, but they did a great version of that lick and it's that. like yeah i remember thinking hey that was good you know they, they couldn't figure out the lick but they had something in it in something place else right that worked great so what are some of your your best memories on the road uh the freebies just, just, well besides the freebies i mean some of the other stuff not 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 some of the perks and stuff i mean obviously the perks were there we knew what the perks were you know a lot of that was was fun i mean just being there I, you know what honestly i think when I was in middle school, we used to do these field trips every week. It was, uh, it was a pri- yeah, oh. it was a private school, and if you got all your work done, you'd go on these field trips. And I remember riding in the bus on the field trips, thinking, "Ooh, you know what? The people are looking at us." And there was a sense of pride with that. And I have to say that was that was part of it. You know, um, anytime we take off somewhere, or come back, you know, whenever the tour bus stopped at a, at a gas station or a truck stop. There was a sense of pride that you know what I'm I'm part of this outfit. Right, people know this outfit. Right, um, and it was it was I think the per, one of the best times to get in and, and yeah, yeah. At that, that time frame for for the industry as well. The casino gigs I always dug those man. Those are always fun because uh, the first the, I think the free my, stakes. Well, I think that was my <laughs> first time going to Vegas was with, with Emilio was uh, the Mirage. Yeah, and remember, were you with me when I got the tour? Because I, I was a fan of I'm a fan of Magic. And we played at the um, Siegfried and Roy stage, and I got to see all the props backstage. I don't think I was, but that was that was fun. I remember seeing Matt King or Matt King. Yeah, we went together to see Matt King. Oh my gosh, he cracked me up hysterically, <laughs> and I remember telling you, I bet they thought it was a house plant. You were <laughs> because he, you know, Matt, Matt is it Matt or Mac. Mac? Mac. Okay, so Mac does this thing where he has this like plastic toy. And he's turning his neck, but as he's turning the neck, he's cracking. pulling out. Yeah, he's cracking that toy. And when I realized what it was, I, I just busted out laughing hysterically, and I could not stop I, I laughing. I him looking off stage in our area yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, that was just so fun. It was one of those cozy little lounges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to a bigger one now. I've seen him like three times already since then. That was After good. That, yeah, that was, that was we had fun. a lot of good times on the road. I'm, I just there's just so much to talk about. What are you doing now, Carl? I know you uh, <laughs> retired from the Tejano industry, so to say. After Emilio, that was it, right? Yeah, after Emilio, that was that was it. You didn't go with anybody else, right? No, was, no. I, I went back to school, got my four year degree in clinical lab science. Uh, went to work in the laboratory. Um, switched jobs. I like my first job. And switch jobs, and the second job, not so much. Um, so I went into teaching, and I'm teaching over at John Jay High School. Oh. And I'm teaching health science at John Jay High School. Wow. And I have a few students interested in going to the lab, and, and I try to share stuff with them, um, you know, stuff that I think might help them. 
uh, I don't want to show them too much and taint their learning, but you know, trying to put that foundation there. You've always been a big big fan of uh, the sciences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember in the bus hearing about different things, and you were always very studious. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've uh, I've always liked the sciences, even when I was younger. And I think that's because of my mom. My when I was younger, my mom used to get these uh, time life books or whatever, right. and she would get like the kid versions of them. And you know, oh, something came in the mail. Oh, check it out. I open it up, and there's this book. Oh, look, it's got pictures. Cool. You know? Did, didn't Albert used to call you doctor? I don't know. <laughs> he used to call me Carol. Emilia <laughs> Emilia called me Carly, and Albert called me Carol. So. I know what story I wanted. To, I know what story I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> the time that you uh now one thing i learned from you is never be afraid to um fail <laughs> <laughs> to never be afraid to to make a phone call or do something oh, that, yeah. that that it, you know don't don't let don't think that it's because that other person is in such a certain position right and that was a calling you. for endorsements or for right endorsements. but the one story that always stuck with me was your call to evil Knievel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh I was lucky enough to the first time I tried to do a music for a video game, I got the gig. So I, I was doing music for video games uh under the name Lucky Seven Music. I right. thought I was lucky enough to do that. And the first game that I did was for an Evil Knievel soundtrack. Right. And when I heard that he was in the hospital in Florida, I just went ahead and, you know, not um not a, a stalker or anything. No, no. <laughs> you know. No, no. no. I, I, I knew his name, so it you know, couldn't be stalking <laughs> if I knew his name. Uh, I called the hospital and I asked for Evil Knievel. And I remember the nurse told me, no, there's no Evil Knievel. And I said, how about Robert Craig Knievel? And you can hear her looking and she goes, well, I'll be. <laughs> and she transferred me to his room. And I spoke with him on the phone, and it was a brief conversation. I'd say maybe but, a minute and a half total. But evil answered the phone. He answered the phone. He spoke to evil. I spoke. I spoke to evil. <laughs> evil. Um, yeah, he was evil. Evil. I got to speak with him. He had the cooler part. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking, make it quick, make it quick. I don't want evil. Evil to hang up on me. Right. I want. I want to initiate the hang up. I want to end the call. You know. So I remember thinking, make it quick, make it quick. And I told him I was working on on the music in his video game, and he was inspirational. As a, you know, I mean, kids are right, right. people our age were kids back in his heyday, right? And he was a huge inspiration to a lot of kids with broken arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I I don't remember exactly what we talked about, other than I let him know what I was doing, and that he was an inspiration. And I remember I kept thinking. Get off, get off, make it quick, make it quick. And sure enough, he stayed on the whole time. I was able to initiate the in call and wished him luck with a liver transplant and all that um, that he was there in the hospital for. And yeah, that's my evil Knievel call. You know, and that that story always uh, <laughs> stuck with me because you had the balls to do that. And it, and I think it kind of influenced me in, in some of the stuff that I've done to not be afraid and just go out and do shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? All they can do is hang up on you. Yeah, that's all they can do. Yeah. Uh, Javier Acosta from Dallas. Javi, remember Javier? Oh, yeah, yeah. Says hi. All right, do so you have any questions? We're going to get ready to wrap it up in a little bit. Um, 
So How talk you about doing, so, guys up in Dallas. <laughs> talk about the I, and I totally forgot about this the video game music because you, you got me into that too because you I did some stuff with you and did some voiceover work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was this uh, kung fu game, and I remember you told me you needed an, an ethnic voice. Right, right, right. So I thought, you know what? Maybe if I just go ethnic, you know. So, <laughs> I remember I had the script for you, and you said the script, and then there was some other stuff you were pulling out. <laughs> Uh, you know, like we were doing these sayings, you know, control the mind, control oh, yeah. the body. And then, and then Julian had these sayings that he was doing and some of them weren't so nice, but they were very funny. <laughs> Trust me. I don't remember what I said. I just, <laughs> that was a good experience for me because I'd never done at that time. Video games were still infant you know i mean there were yeah it was you, know. you were doing stuff for computer games right 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 it was it was we computer did a games hatfield and mccoy's we did an evil knievel a duck hunt what else yeah um several things deer hunt turkey hunt uh a race car game maybe the 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 last the 20th game in the last game was a playstation game the nhra oh racing. yeah 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 that was nice yeah and then and, the market kind of what happened was um the companies I work with merged and, and I got squeezed out, but um, there were these sound companies, these, these sound houses, I guess, whatever, that, that would put out music that you could license. And right, it was, it right. was good music, like really good polished music um, that you could get for cheap. You could license for real yeah. cheap. So, and it like, kind of killed the independent yeah, producers right, like you. Right. Um, so that was, I just want to touch base on that because I know you did that uh, during that time frame as well. Um, now you're doing uh, Charlie Bravo, the rock band. Are you still doing that, or is yeah, it kind of okay? Yeah. But now you've got the Rush tribute band. How's that going? What's involved? Who's working with you? We've we've had one gig so far with the Rush tribute band, Blah, and the name comes from the induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Alex Lifeson, who plays guitar for Rush, I was wondering where they came from. He went up and he gave a speech, and all he said for a minute and a half, almost two minutes, was Blah Blah. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. Really? Yeah, that's all he said. Why? Uh, just being funny. Just oh, just being I rash. He was protesting. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're kind of nerdy that way. Um, so he just said blah. So I I thought you know when I was looking for a name for this, I wanted to do a rush tribute band ever since I knew about tribute bands, but like right. back in high school. Um, when when it was time to you know this, we got the drummer, and I'll I'll talk about that. Uh, when it was time to get a name, I thought you know what, let me go with blah blah blah. And blah 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 is like a hip hop band out there. Lisa looked it up, and Lisa was like, "Oh, there's a band already called Blah Blah Blah." So I thought, you know what? Let's just call it Blah. It's four letters. The H is in the right spot. The B looks like the R. Right. So it, we did like a the logo lends itself to the rush. Right, yeah. right. So, um, the guy who's playing bass, keyboard, and singing for the band is a friend of mine. Um, he went to high school with my sister and me back in in high school and in high school i really didn't know james because he was two years older right and you know back then two years is like everything you know he actually played in a band with uh, james garcia i think oh, okay in a cover band that's, okay that's how i know him yeah so james james is great um this guy's just doing like a i mean he's doing a, a tap and dance trick the whole night doing the rush songs doing bass i keys see he's got the vocals. pedals and the and the bass pedals with the feet. I mean, just like just like Rush, you know. Right. And then the guy who's playing drums is Stefan Sadra, and oh my gosh, he's such a killer drummer. I would love for Adrian to hear Stefan. 
And I, and I would love for Stephanie to hear Adrian, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you hear the podcast with Adrian? No, I haven't. I need to check that out. Yeah, to hear it. <laughs> I can hear Adrian. Oh, come on, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, after the podcast, his, he told me his wife said, you cussed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Adrian. <laughs> uh, Jason Martinez says, what's up? Hey, and what's Facebook up, Live. Um, so you're doing that now? Are you going to do more more gigs? You lined up with that? I'm doing that. We had our first show February 23rd uh, over at the Old Trap. It's called Billy's Bar 47. Um, we had our first show there. The next show is March 17th and 18th. Uh, the 17th is at Barton's Boozery over here on Military and 410. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 18th is at Retox um, over by Churchill High School. Uh, I'm still playing with Charlie Bravo. Duke and I are tight. Duke and I grew up together. Uh, his dad and my mom grew up together. Mm-hmm. So Duke and I are tight. We're, we're not going anywhere. It was so funny because um, Duke asked me, hey, man, are you going to leave us? And, I, you know, he just, like, asked me. And, he, and it seemed like somebody had been talking to him about right. it, you know, for him to approach that way. And I go, no, 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 man, we're, we're tight. And he goes, like, kidding around. And Tim was there. They were laughing. He goes, well, good, man, because you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fun. I mean, you know, we're, we're typical guys. I mean, we'll we'll cut each other down and, and laugh about it. Um, oh, and I, I did want to give a shout out to to Tim. Tim is great. Tim who? Tim Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Duncan. He was a great basketball player. Timothy Dugan gets a shout out here. Oh man, Tim is Tim is great. Tim Tim is like little Julian. You know, oh, if, if you can't have Julian, Julian. Really, and and I'm not just saying this. Julian, I think, is the best pl- bass player you could have in a band. Oh, and thanks, all those years, you're welcome. You 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 work for it. You deserve it. Um, all those years playing with Julian, and I thought I'd seen it all. Uh, Jules sat in with Charlie Bravo about three years ago, four years mm-hmm. ago, maybe. And I was like, holy cow, he got even better. Because uh, I started teaching. Yeah, and that'll that'll do wonders for your playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I started to understand music for one. I didn't. I never. You're just constantly playing, hitting the the fundamentals. Well, the I just I just I I knew what sounded right for so many years. But when I started teaching, my students started having questions, and I had to give them answers. And because I found the answers, like, okay, why am I doing that? Yeah, and then it made sense. Like, oh, that's why I'm doing that, and that's why it works. And it, it literally opened up my fretboard. To, Not just because my hands moving. <laughs> Not just because my fingers. Okay, no. It was <laughs> I remember you told me that uh, no matter what bass I picked up, it sounded like me. Yeah, and that just comes from I'm always in the same spot. I tend to try and find my spot. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're playing, Carl. You're an amazing guitar player, and you never. I remember hearing you for uh, shit years ago. When we first started jamming, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy can play, man!" Cool. And every time I hear you, you, you your your playing is is always perfect when I hear it. Uh, if you're one of the top three guitar players in San Antonio, as far as I'm concerned, maybe even the state, I don't know. Because there's a lot of good guys, and I put you up there with John Hernandez. And, and, oh, John's you know, great. John, you know, is, so John is great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I, I see. I can't even think of a third guy that, that I've, I've seen: Steve I, Alex Lifeson, right. uh, Eddie Van Halen. And I would leave those shows thinking, you know what? I want to go home and do that. I want to go right. home and practice that. With John, it's like, oh, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> John's well, amazing. I, I would even put like James Garcia up there too, because even even though he's not like the Steve Vyish kind of guy, his his ability to 
His phrasing. His really phrasing, phrasing. And his ability to 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 uh, adapt is unique because not a lot of musicians can do that. And that's so I think something that the Hana music teaches you is to be able to adapt. I think just playing live um, helps you. You know, Carl. Thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate. Hey, it. Do you have anything you want to add? I'm having the time of my life uh, teaching, playing on the side. Um, it's a really good gig. You know, all of it. Oh, it's uh, been a good gig so far. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Carl Leon from Charlie Bravo and Blah, the Rust Tribute Band. Be sure to check them out on the internet and check them out live. Uh, and you'll hear all this. Mm. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear some of that at the live shows. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, TexasMusicSpotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Yeah.